This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now, in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club, my name is Benjamin Bloom and you are tuned in to the flagship show available each and every week on video or audio. So, for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a blue Monday. I realised halfway through that was a bit like Chris Morris, wasn't it? <laughs> Welcome back and shut up. <laughs> this is the news. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the great Richard Woodward. How are you doing, Richard? Are you still man flu? We we actually had a late fitness test this morning. We did. I just about passed it. I've I've keeping from you all kinds of secrets. Like I've got tissue over here. Mm-hmm. I've got tea, water. I, I'm I'm still on my six. 100% of my recommended daily, recommended daily allowance of vitamin C from yesterday. So after okay. the pod, I'm boshing some Barocca. I'm jacked up on Nurofen. I'm gangster You're going to be out. like an ADHD kid on Sunny Delight, I'm yes? above my body looking down on us recording. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be good. It's going to go one way or the other, Ben. Yeah, winter or autumn like, just hit me like a thud over the weekend. I don't know if it was the same for you. It just went cold. And now it's bloody 20 degrees, 25 degrees tomorrow. That's just mental. But My immune system surviving. from working in education now this past few oh, years. Oh, you've probably had everything, yeah, haven't you? I'm second only to like people who work in um, in the hospitals now, I think. Yeah. I, I think. I think I'm powered up now. Um, other people who may not want to be second to anybody, Richard, in the worst seg. Now, it could get worse than that, couldn't it, of the podcast, are Paul Lambert and Caden Jackson, who have been nominated for um, monthly awards, obviously um, Jackson for Player of the Month, um, following on James Nord winning the fans voted one, um, and Lambert for Manager of the Month. Will one, either, neither, or both of them win these awards, Richard? It's a tough one, isn't it? I'm not sure they will. Um, You've got to pick them because 
of the month we've had but um, Dave was talking to us about this earlier you can't look beyond Madison for the player surely and I think probably what people will be expecting us to say is why why Norwood or why Jackson rather than Norwood and I think all of us are kind of sort of bought into the Norwood brand and the uh, the social media and stuff like that but it He's not put in re- really good performances. The stats say he's put in a good month. He's got five goals. But I think Jackson's all-round game has been better. Um, but I'd have had Downs. If you're going to pick an Ipswich player, you pick Flynn Downs for me. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Madison wins the player. And Lambert's got a good shout. Um, but again, um, I'd say that Wickham and Coventry are the, the sort of standout months, haven't they? So I'd give it to um, to uh, the Coventry boss, who I can't mark. What's his name? Mark, oh, Mark Robbins. I'm yeah. See, the drugs are kicking. I want to blame every brain fart on um, on pharmaceutical stuff. So um, I'd give it to him. I don't think I think Downs is going to be one of these players where which metric is going to. Do you know what I mean? We can all see by the eye test how well he's playing, but there'll be no specific metric to say how um, how dominant he's been. Whereas with Jackson, yeah. I guess. It, Goals, Literally isn't it? The most simple one possible is the goals, right? Yeah, and that's largely a factor for Norwood getting the PFA one as well, though that was a bit of a popularity contest. So, I mean, great stuff. I'm not going to complain about that. I'd quite like neither of them to win it because then we don't get to find out whether this curse thing still works at League One is level. It, is this a thing? Because um, people still talk about this curse. What is it? Is it that you win the manager of the month and then you lose the next game, or you're rubbish yeah. for the next, just the next game? Next game, I think. I, I need yeah. to see stats on this, Rich. Um, I, I know you do, Ben. You're yeah, looking credulous I'm, at it already. I can't. It's... I can't hear about a curse. Fair enough. If someone says 92% of managers that um, win manager of the month then have an exponentially poorer result. In the next game, I need I need to see the stats, Richard. Stats. You need maths, don't you? I'll see what I can do. I'll find one. I'm sure Joe Royal won it once, or Roy Keane maybe won it at the start of the season, <laughs> the one of the seasons, and then. So yeah, so yeah, yeah good on everyone. Um, but I would give it to um, Coventry and Wickham, as I say, the stories, aren't they? I suspect this curse might be like my Leeds United curse, where apparently I'm the curse of Leeds United whilst watching them with like a 60% win rate. Yeah, yeah, and and you're nothing to do with the action that's actually happening on the pitch. No, you have no control over that. Literally, but. couldn't be less important. Yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly. there you go. It's a thing. Good um, on us. Another thing is um, the very lovable Danny and Nikki Cowley have gone to manage Huddersfield after um, many many links with many many jobs. Um, we were unfortunate enough to come across them um, about a two hours before they were national news because um, of the, what year was this for each? 1617 um, FA Cup win for yeah. um, Lincoln over Ipswich. Um, and if you check elsewhere on the YouTube channel, I have done a video on this. Um, so what I want to know from you, Rich, is the Cowleys have really built Lincoln up now over, um, what, three years, three years now? They went up in the first year, then it was EFL Trophy in the second year, then promotion in the third year um how much does this weaken lincoln bearing in mind we don't know who's getting the job next i think whoever gets the job next it's a really tough gig and i think it's a similar situation to when mick left us because to me lincoln is entirely built around the image of the cowley brothers and i think there are players there who run through brick walls for those two and you take them out of the equation. And I'm not sure it's a Luton situation with Nathan Jones and 
um, and they kind of continued, didn't they? Um, and managed to get up on with um, Ray Harford. No, uh, oh, Mick, man. Mick Harford. Yeah, Mick Harford. Man, my name. Oh, sorry, man. I'm really sorry today. I'm going to be a, like, a dead weight for you. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think it's I think it's a little bit like that. And so it's great for us because I, I think Lincoln will have a little bit of a slide. I think they can. There's some good names that are around. You know, Parky would be a good appointment there. We've talked about that, and Joe likes Sol Campbell there as well. But I think it's going to take a little bit of oh wow, this is different. I don't like this, and then re-establishing it. So I think they'll be a, they'll they won't think they'll go down, but I think it will take a bit of an adjustment, and it will need a big character kind of to win that dressing them around because they can't do anything about players. They can't bring in their own players until uh, January. So it's going to be interesting, but um, good for the Cowleys, I guess. I mean looking for that step up and and it seems like everyone kind of is happy about that situation now but um Huddersfield is not an easy job um you've seen have you seen any of Huddersfield you've seen them a couple of times I saw I saw the first game which is always a bit bit of an an outlier isn't it but um I agree with you I think it's a a good opponent weakened certainly in the in the short term and and you're totally right because the whole McHarford at Luton thing was go in there do nothing, play exactly yeah, the same it. system, exactly, yeah. and wait for the. I mean, they and were he quite left clever, well, didn't they? He knew well, they were quite that, he clever he because they be they waited. Um, Graham Jones was set and only took over after the season was. So they literally left it well alone. But if you're Sol Campbell or whatever, I guess you want to you want to do your own thing. Be interesting to see what they go for. Um, but. Yeah, from a very selfish Ipswich point of view, which is how we look at absolutely everything on this podcast, that is at least in the short term um, an opponent weakened. Definitely. And speaking of weaker positions, Richard, um, Ipswich are down to third. And you've already mentioned... Disgrace. Yeah, Wickham and Coventry. come on. Um, (laughs) So um, last weekend, obviously, Ipswich not playing. Um, Wickham and Coventry both winning their games. In fact, did Wickham beat Lincoln? I think they did, didn't they? Oh, now you're testing me. I need I think, to check. Yeah, and they scored two corners and all set play goals. Um, I know I mean, Coventry left it late. Coventry were 2-0 down against Blackpool. Yeah, love, there's a lovely um, lob in that game. Uh, did he mean that or or didn't he mean that type goal? Um, but So, Richard, firstly, what did you do with your match this weekend? And how are you feeling now with hindsight um, about being a game down and having an extra one in November. I was really bitter about it, but I was kind of relieved because um, it was my it was my birthday on Friday, the, the sixth. And many happy I'm, returns. Thank you. That wasn't a, that wasn't me just dropping that in there to get um to get lavished with um birthday wishes. But I went out and had quite a heavy night, and um, would have found getting on a train to Rochdale or <laughs> getting into a car to Rochdale quite tricky after that. Um, and maybe this cold is a consequence of that. So, uh, but I missed it. I did miss the I missed the drumbeat of the football. And annoyed to see the rest of the league playing when we weren't. Um, I can kind of understand the decision. We've discussed that before. Um, but um, it's yeah. It's when does this game come back? It's November, isn't it, um, for Rochdale again? And um, you know, I, I guess you don't read too much into the league table at this stage, perhaps. But um, I'd just be momentum, momentum, winning games, playing matches. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, good for Coventry. I'm really happy for Coventry. Again, I'll say it every time, disgrace their planets and Andrews. Um, but it appears to be a, a little bit of a lucky charm for them at the moment. And they're going great guns and scoring quite a lot of goals. And Wickham, what a great story that is, you know, after their season last year. So um, yeah, good on them. But again, we're yeah, we're not too far off it still, even without playing. So I guess that's positive. Still early days. I'm going to look like you after your night out on 
the second of November after doing Hayes, Rochdale, um, Bedford. Um, that's going to be a that's going to be a gnarly Sounds one on a cool. Tuesday night. Hopefully, my boss will let me out of work early. Very helpfully, Richard. I, being the loser I am, went to see MK Dons versus AFC Wimbledon. So later in the show, I can tell you all about MK Dons. And um, do you remember? On the last Q&A show we did, someone said, is Lambert the most experienced manager? And we gave some answer. And I'm sitting there and Paul Tisdale walks out in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Didn't he manage Exeter for like a thousand Doesn't years he? beforehand? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Has he still um, got the hat? Has he still got... He, no, he's quite but, well dressed, isn't he? He's beautifully dressed. But he was wearing um, cut-off trousers with no socks, socks. and then oh. a pair of loafers underneath. Oh. Um, but we'll talk Just about trouble. MK... Um, in three segments time richard Did it to answer your question wickham did beat lincoln by the way yeah yeah right and i i if i can stand up for lincoln in a way that must have been with the carriers oh, heads distracted, completely yeah, all over yeah, yeah. the place mustn't it yeah. yeah um but we'll have to find out who that wickham set play taker is who scored two corners um so yeah, yeah he that that looks useful um Richard, I'm sorry, you're going to have to talk about Roy Keane because um, Love it. I think this past Thursday, the um, off-the-ball um, people in Ireland, so it was a home crowd, and Roy may have been drinking. Um, uh, as usual, a little more chilled out, didn't he? He did. Have so, you seen the video? <laughs> um, a live interview egged on maybe by some adult beverages and a live audience who were very much in his corner as usual very i'm not going to call roy Keane passive aggressive i'm going to call him aggressive aggressive um <laughs> <Yeah>. controversial <laughs> um and we say it every time one of the best players any of us has ever ever seen play i always say that season when we finished fifth paolo di canio and roy Keane were the two best players i saw at portman road um but richard now where does roy Keane stand in the football world because every time he does this Ipswich get mentioned or we as Ipswich fans look back at it it's eight years now since he's had a manager's job um is he still relevant and is this getting a bit silly and embarrassing now and as Ipswich fans do we need to detach ourselves from him now because we still get sucked in don't we yeah I think the narrative is now about Walters isn't it that that um um, coming together, <laughs> coming together, man, what a cliche. The little Barney they had in the, uh, according to Walters anyway, and he stood up to him and about him wanting to leave to go to uh, to Stoke. Um, it's like a bit of panto, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> don't get involved, don't get involved. <laughs> Against karate. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just a little bit panto and a little bit silly now. And and to be fair to Keane, he was a little bit more chilled out. He was back on England duty for ITV at half-time yesterday. He was, um, he was just stony-faced and it's kind of like, oh man, what have I said again, maybe. But, the papers love him. So he'll always be in the papers. I think we can draw a line under it because I think he's come out and said what most of us have kind of suspected of his time at Ipswich, that he didn't do things the right way. He tried to um, get in there and upset things and went too far. I didn't like managing teams who wear blue and all that silly stuff. But I think we can ignore that now, can't we? And I think it's just about um, stuff with Walters that appears to be just continuing. Which I don't is think... very much an Ipswich issue though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And the, I see the EADT have kind of published quotes for this and stuff like that. I, it's just all a bit silly. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm just bored of hearing about it. And I, and Walters, we're joking about the kind of Brent quotes, but it does feel like, oh yeah. And I told him and then I, <laughs> I, I stood up to him and then, yeah, it's just a little bit 
silly now and I'm bored of it. And the best thing that came out of that keen off the ball thing, I don't know if you saw that. Um, I think I sent it around the Blue Monday group, the um, Matty Taylor story. Yeah. That was hilarious <laughs> about him telling him he didn't want to move by sending him a text and he's in the car just next to him. I'm not going to come to something. That's all right. So that was quite a good story. But um, yeah, Keen, I'm not sure he's going to get another management job. Do you? I, I, he's, there's too much aura, negative aura, I would say about him now. There'll, that There'll always be an owner with a big ego seduced just by the fame of the yeah the, the well that's probably what evans was going for fame as well of the bloke brand and yeah yeah right oh don't get me wrong at the time evans hired him it looked an all right an all right pick given the the work at sunderland but um, yeah yeah we made and box know. office as well oh. you know twice as many people turn up for the press conferences than anyone else you know so yeah he just put bums on seats he does get people interested but you kind of think just don't be my manager do you know what i mean yeah. i'm quite happy to watch you just not for my club there you go. Um, the under-23s were out again, Rich, on Monday night. And uh, very happily, uh, Will Keane, Ben Falami and Toto and Siala all featuring. Um, talk to me about these three guys. Maybe Toto, then Keane, then Falami in that order. How do you see the next three months looking for each of those guys? Well, I, th- I think we want Nciala back in the team and kind of as quickly as possible, though the big kind of story about that, um, the other 23s game was the, the again, three at the back, like we did against Spurs. Let's in wait the, for uh, the Twitter questions. Cause oh, no, sorry. Doubt, no doubt so, that'll be in there. So that's an angle, I guess, on Nciala for me is, is at the moment you wouldn't get rid of Wolf. And then we talked about that. Um, and Chambers hasn't done a huge amount wrong either. So and as, as Dave was keen to point out, cause he does get hammered. Chambers did play, um, did play well against um, Shrewsbury, didn't he? Did and um, so the only way that you'd get Nciolo into the team, into the starting lineup at the moment, is to change the formation. Um, Keen, um, I think Joe sort of said that he picked up and he had a little bit of a knock and went down and stuff like that. I, th- I don't think we should expect a huge amount from from Keane for a while. I think he's going to need to build up his fitness, and even then, it seems like, and we know his history, um, he might not play a huge amount. But again, when he does play, he could be important, and he's a big player in this league. Um, in comparison to the championship, where he, again he was probably quite he's a good, isn't it? I was sat next to you at Wigan, and it was like, oh, okay, nice. this guy, this guy game, is going now, isn't he? And yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a judge esque. St- <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, and this is the trouble. And we've got questions about this as well. About um, I think there's a question about Dazelle and how Dazelle gets back in the team, um, which we'll come back to. But the the key one for that, um, the flipping answer is because someone will get injured, and someone's going to get injured at some point. If Keane's fit, he'll be in the team. And if he can stay fit, he'll probably stay there. Um, and Falami, yeah, I, I, I only saw Falami play against Millwall last season. Um, and I thought he was excellent. And then he, again, another one of these serious injuries, another one who's out for ages. Um, where does he fit? You know, do we getting, are we getting him fit to loan him out? Um, it'll be tricky to get him in there. But again, bright prospect. Abundance, Ben. Mm. There's too many players. You can never have too many players. Well... You can, can't you? Yeah, and um, 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 we do. Yes, you're totally right. Um, Alan Judge started and played an hour for Mick McCarthy. He always gets a mentioned Ireland side um, against Bulgaria on Tuesday night. Uncle Bulgaria, don't know the next line. Do 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 do. Is that the right bit? Am I conflating two Wombles theme tunes there? I'm uh, not sure. Yeah, we'll talk about how you're going to do the three game week in a minute. Um, but how how do you see Judge 
right now, um, as in coming back from two years, playing all those games, broken wrist at the start of the season, eased in, international break, playing, starting. Where Where is Judge now um, on a kind of football manager type percentage fitness scale? Is he properly, properly back from the injury now? Are then, um, and I'm talking about long, long term now, if he's starting international games, um, is it lift-off time for Mr. Judge now? Well, he's, he's been subbed off um, about 60 minutes in most of our league games, or he's, he, or he's come on. Um, I was just going to check his minutes last night. Do you remember? Do you, oh, 50, do you know how many? 59, yeah. Yeah, so I think he's a good for a 60 minutes at the moment. And um, they were playing Bulgaria one day last night. I think he was in a number 10 position. So I suspect he hasn't exerted a huge amount. Um, so I, I suspect he'll start on Saturday purely because, again, we go back to the logic of get your best players on the pitch. Um, and I suspect he'll come off at about 60 minutes again. Um, so I think that pattern will continue. Um, and then we get back to the debate about how you fit him in in a, in a 4-4-2. Do you sacrifice position of discipline just to have top quality players? And against Doncaster, um, spoiler alert, um, I don't think we can maybe uh, sacrifice that discipline. I think they're a much better team than what we face so far. Um, maybe Peterborough. Well, yeah. um, so I, I think he'll start. I think he'll be OK, but I don't think he's 90 minutes yet. Well, you've led on quite nicely. Let's talk about Doncaster. So... Um, Leave MK and Gillingham, which um, Gillingham sold out, didn't it? Did it? Is yeah, two thousand. Yeah, today. I wonder what the thing will be like at MK because that's a that's a Tuesday night. That is that's, the weirdest. That sold out as well. Is it? That is the weirdest. Weirdest. Oh, it's a it's beautiful lit. stadium, and then there's like eight thousand people. It's so strange. But isn't so, it? So haven't strange. they still got the walls exposed? So there's the top tier, isn't there? And then there's the walls around the there's outside of it. There's seats and everything um, all there they now. The gaps and, in it. Yeah, no. it's less. It's less. I mean, to be quite honest, the stand I sat in, obviously, I can't see up there. So the hard camera side. But yeah, just a strange experience. But I'm going to go. Um, I've got a ticket for MK versus Liverpool in the. Um, Carabao Cup so I'll tell you what it's like with um with a crowd in it um that could be interesting anyway and um, we'll talk about MK in a bit so Doncaster are unbeaten however they've played four games out of five at home due to um away games against Bolton and Berry being cancelled that said um as Dave would go however um three wins in a row Rich at home to Fleetwood Lincoln and Rotherham, um, yeah. who, to quote Mr. Mick, are no mugs, all three of them. Um, both in the top six, Fleetwood and Lincoln and Rotherham are, well, yeah, yeah. we know Rotherham Rex Championship and horrible. Well-practiced team, um, used to winning games in this league. Um, how how hard is this one going to be? Um, you've got a reference point of Burton away and Sunderland at home and Peterborough away. Um, could be a tricky one. I'm more worried about this one than I was about Peterborough. Um, purely, actually, I wonder if part of it is because of the gap um, losing the Saturday fixture um, and maybe that momentum drifting or us forgetting that, you know, we, we were top of the league. And, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a difficult game. Um, Darren Moore there now, um, and it's quite a... Um, a settled 4-2-3-1 they play as well. They've got, I mean, there's quite a couple of young Premier League loanies in there, um, but Coppinger's decent. It's just settled, <laughs> Coppinger, isn't it? Coppinger, I used to sign on Football Manager, not joking, in like 2001. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he been around a bit. Yeah. been around for forever. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Looking at this team, you're, you're right about the system. Five of the um, 11 have played every minute, including four of the back line. So Lawler, the keeper, Halliday, the right back, Anderson and Reese James, don't worry, not that one. Um, <laughs> the left back um, have all played every minute. I think he has minute. played for Wigan, though, but not yet. Not <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, we're definitely going to lose if it's that one. But um, Where is he, by the way? Why is injured. he not? Is the, the Chelsea one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's injured still. Ah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron John, the other centre-back. Benjamin Whiteman and Ben Sheaf. Although there's another centre midfielder who I expect to play, whose name I've forgotten, who's already scored a couple of goals. Excuse me. Um, and as you mentioned, the three off the front, we saw John Taylor playing wide in a 4-4-2 for Rotherham. Um, Coppinger has played for 15 seasons, apparently. And Alfie May. And Keziah Sterling, no relation, don't worry, on loan from Spurs up top um you already mentioned Darren Moore they finished in the playoffs last year under Grant McCann who's gone off to manage Hull John Mark was also off to Pompey um the narrative with Darren Moore last year was basically that he wasn't very good and that he should have been a lot better given he had Gail Barnes and Rodriguez um all of which now playing the Premier League did Dwight Gale go anywhere or is he still uh, he's back at Newcastle still back at, did yeah or did so, that permanent I don't know. Um, he's certainly not at West Brom anymore. Um, and if we all remember, a very disorganised-looking West Brom drawing against us when John Nolan scored the um, John Walkesque oh. header. Um, if Darren Moore couldn't get West Brom up with those three forwards, why why will he be better leagued out? I'm being a bit facetious, but um, is he going to now be good at this level? Or what's your thoughts? I remember us talking about this when he left West Brom. I mean, looking back at West Brom, he got criticism. I think because it wasn't an, an, an orthodox appointment. It's not a big name. It's kind of the suspicion is you appoint from within. He had quite a nice flourish to the end of their Premier League campaign. They still went down. So Manager give him the job. Month. And fans love him. And all. Yeah, exactly right. Man, curse. There you go. Yeah. Cursed him. Um, and I think probably outside, people were thinking, well, yeah, great but you don't appoint him. You find someone who's got a track record, you get a Mick or a Pulis, not Pulis, sorry. Um, Gary West Monk Brom fans. the new one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and, and that's the model that you go through. So I thought that he was always on borrowed time anyway. But you look at it and think, well, they only just scraped the playoffs after he left. Would they have been much worse off keeping him? And I suspect probably not. But again, you, as you, as you say, and as there's chimes with our situation. There's a good squad there that probably would finish sick with anyone in charge. Yeah. So I was always suspicious or doubtful whether he'd get another management job because of that baggage. Um, but fair play to him for going. Yeah, that's ballsy, isn't it? Just going straight back in, isn't it? And they've certainly started well. You, you've gone through the players there in the squad. And, and I remember the, the preview shows with Harry last season when we would go through players in the kind of lower um, echelons of the championship and you'd go through and there wouldn't be any big names. There might be one or two that you know. And it's a similar situation here, but you underestimate this team at your peril because you know if they have those two games against Bolton and Berry, let's, you know, let's not forget one of our three points is against Bolton, which is a, basically a gimme. Um, then Rotherham would... Um, Doncaster, sorry, would be level on points with us, wouldn't they? Mm. Um, if not above us, if they play both those games. So it's going to be tough. Um, and I'm interested to see how he gets on more. I'm not totally convinced yet, but good on him, as I say, for, for taking a step down and building back up. And, you know, he might he might do well here. Let's talk about this three-game week because um, 
three game weeks, well, they're just hard, aren't they? In terms of when do you prepare? How much time do you spend on each game? If you've had a week for the first one and two days for it, do, do you know what I mean? Um, this is a particularly annoying one, but this might make Lambert's mind up actually, because the hardest game is, is the first one. So yep. um, there's no kind of easing into it. And then as well, you're then traveling for the second two. So it's it's a bit of a testimony. Although I remember, I think towards the end of Hurst, we had a three-game week and they were all away games. Possibly someone then leads and then Millwall, possibly Ooh. all in all in one yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Horrible, um, horrible week. I could be wrong about that. but um, Was it QPR leads, Swansea? Was it, uh, sorry, no. Swansea QPR Oh, no, you're leads. right. It's QPR were Millwall. at home. I do remember, yeah. I do remember what I'm was sure a, there was yeah, one there was yeah, a where it was bang 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 away 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 um how do you see lambert doing this does he just go with what he's been doing against donny and then figure out the next two based on what happens there or do you think some players already know what they're going to be doing um in all three games um obviously injuries permitting or or do, do, do you think it is no just play the hard game and then and then see what you're going to do with the with the next two so I'm bound to um, make a prediction that doesn't come true, but I suspect it will be the same formation for the three matches with rotation. So I wouldn't expect James, Chambers and Scoose, um, Nord possibly to play all of those three matches. I'd expect some rotation there. Maybe if you take Nord out of the team, maybe you, you, you do have to change it perhaps and go to a 4-3-3, I don't know. Um, but I, I just see a bit of subtle rotation because you look at the likes of Downs and Wolfenden. and they should be able to get through those three games. They're fit and maybe you sub them off after 75, 80 minutes or whatever and rotate them back in. It's an opportunity for Nciala maybe to come back in as well, which is positive, but I I just keep it the same. I don't think you can afford to change it too much. And the idea of shifting to a 3-5-2 or, or something more unorthodox like that, I know it's been hinted at, um, just seems a bit of a gamble to me. And what we don't want to do, again, is lose that momentum and you'd go too crazy or too um, change it too much at MK Dons. It's difficult to then get it back for Gillingham, even though Gillingham is probably the weakest of the three opponents that we've got to play. So I'm all for consistency, Ben, but Lambert has proven that he he might change it up and I'll look like a fool, which it wouldn't be the first it, time. Yeah, it's going to be completely unchanged, isn't it, for the first for the first one, I think it, I, I know we're going to get questions about the three at the back. I think he's going to play four four two until he loses. <laughs> I think I mean? so too. Yeah, why, know, and why would you change? It? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it's tricky, isn't and it? And we I, tried the four three three at Wimbledon, and that didn't work. And I mean, Donny is going to be a four. It will be four four two against Donny. I'm pretty certain of that. Yeah, and the same you'd team. Maybe. Uh, yeah, and you'd maybe gamble, maybe MK Dons with a four-three-three again because I don't think they'll be at home as defensive as Wimbledon were away um, at Portman Road. Oh no, they won't. Um, I, I saw them yeah last week. Yeah. And it's Tisdale won't do that either because they like to keep the ball. I assume under Tisdale. Yeah, they did, they, did some, they did some good. Did some good things actually. Um, so maybe we won't have the issue of having to uh, sit back and hold the balls of draw them on and then break through them. So maybe 4-3-3 works. And we've had Dobra and Ilmazuni, particularly, I think on Monday, had quite a good game. So opportunity to try those guys out wide. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I would keep it 4-4-2, definitely for Donny. And I'd then um, bookend it at Gillingham as well and just try and smash them. MK is the really tricky one, I think. It's difficult. Yeah. To... It looks like um, Holy will play all the games. And yeah. 
I think probably the fullbacks might play all the. I mean, as I think Joe pointed out, Kenlock has to play all the games anyway because, um, yeah. you know, unless Garbutt gets dropped in and ba- Bailey Clements, I think not quite. Not Vincent quite Young can play over on the left, and, and oh, but um, but he's probably we want him to be our starting right back, don't we? And yeah. he needs to build understanding in that position for us. So yeah, it'd be strange, strange to move him around. I think you might see um, Wilson against yep. um, MK. I think he might just switch the centre backs in the in the middle of the game. I think um, you might be right. Skews might not play 270 minutes, but I think he'll start all three of the games. Okay. Um, do, do you not think Skews? I don't just know. Ta- Maybe tactically, got... he's still the best player there, isn't he? Yeah, but we've got it's a it's an area of the pitch where we've got an abundance of players, isn't it? I'd quite happily have. Downs playing every all of those three matches Instead, and Nolan coming in for for MK. That's a good point actually. Yeah, because Nolan looks Nolan looks ready um, at least to be playing a fair few minutes, doesn't he? Um, wide, actually, wide might be where it's rotated the most, mightn't it now? Because you've got Georgiou, Rowe, um, help me out with this, Edwards and um, Judge for yeah. four players basically for for two positions so maybe maybe you'll see a fair mixture of all three of those and I'd it's quite be... like to see Dobber and Neil Mazzini out there as well you know and uh, I'd w- I want to get your thoughts on Rowe as well just because his sport is it am I being harsh that his form has dropped a little bit Peter Barrera wasn't a good game for him but I don't think anyone played particularly well but he was subbed off quite early against he was subbed off at the same time wasn't he as Judge um and Shrewsbury just didn't really it's not really core light for him as much as I was hoping or maybe Dave was hoping. What's your, what's your um, take on Rowe? My take on Rowe is the take that I've always had is that you've got a hope with Danny Rowe that on two to three occasions you get him one-on-one coming inside during the game. And for the rest of the game, especially in a 4-4-2, you basically just have to hope he stays in position and um, helps his fullback. Um because that, that's his thing. If you can get him in the half position, and again, we're going to start talking about pattern of play, but being we're a team that does not keep the ball um, and hold on to the ball very well, that might change when Nolan comes back. Um, and did you see that stat that came out? We're like the number one counter-attack team in the Yeah, division. 22 counter-attacks. By a yeah. mile, though. Yeah, by yeah. A, and I think Rowe is, by all of the way, players, so, I think Rowe's the uh, Burton, I just keep thinking, Burton, he was really deep, wasn't he? row and then he'd just spring wouldn't he or there'd be a spring a couple of passes and off he would go so he just rich i think the instructions he's going to be given is hold your position wait for a counter attack and try and get on the ball and i think as fans we're not patient at all football fans i think you just have to be patient he's not going to be joining in and having tons and tons of touches and if we're playing a system where we don't necessarily hold on to the ball or let's say choose not to rather than rather than can't although I don't know what the truth is there um he's not going to have that many that many touches so I don't know what it's always hard with wingers as well because they can really just be if the if the flow of the game doesn't go your way they just never get the ball do they quite spiky on there yeah yeah Yeah. so um no interesting we'll we'll see and um no doubt we will um we will get asked that in a minute but Richard before we go to the questions. Um, should we try and um, attempt this quiz? Yeah. So shall I hand over? <laughs> shall I hand over yeah. to you? Um, the, the quiz has been conspicuous in his absence, um, but we had some suggestions, and um, 
I don't know what's about to happen, but Richard has come up with something. <laughs> so this is going to be this is really lo-fi version of of this, and I'm trying to remember the guy who is it Rick Stew on Twitter. I think it was the guy who suggested it, or Phil Bohr. Um, those two guys maybe I think gave us some ideas. So this is play your stats right. So I'm trying to uh, let's see if I can get the theme music. Let's go. No, there we go. Gotta love the theme music. And I can't. I'd love to do a Brucey impression, but. I'm ill. That's my excuse. But this is, um, I've what found it. I'm the this long and only life. <laughs> um, what song is that? Young Hearts. Sounds like it's going uh, to this, this sounds like that. This yeah, is the theme tune it. to play your cards, right? This is, uh, oh. there you go. Pause for that. Um, Lovely. So I have found the easiest one that I could possibly do for you, Ben, which is appearances made by the, the majority of the players who started um, the playoff final from the two, uh, from the 1999-2000 season. What, um, total league, so, league so total appearances in their time at Ipswich, um, and I want higher or lower when yeah, I give you the it. next player. So we'll okay. start with Richard Wright with his 299 oh, league appearances. That's very helpful. Uh, in three spells at Ipswich. Um, the Surely next, it's going to be I'm lower. Turning around, John McGreal. Lower. Lower than a 299? It is. 120 for John McGreal. This is when it gets a little bit tricky. Um, so I've left some out. Um, I'll skip through some I'm of the players. I'm about to crash and um, burn anyway, aren't I? I'm turning around a Mark Venus-shaped card. I would have thought... Higher or lower than a, a John McGreal. Although John McGreal did then hang around, didn't he? Um, Sorry, this did, is... Yeah, John McGreal, Venus, 120, Mark Venus. Venus he, was there, he was there a while, 96. Higher. Higher than a John McGreal, you're saying? It's higher than a John McGreal. Oh, thank God for By that. By 24 appearances, 144. Oh. Um, I'm also turning around goal scorer um, in the 99-2000 playoff. Tony Mowbray, higher or lower than 144 for Mark Venus. Tony Mowbray. Oh, God. Because he only played a few seasons before he was... I think, when did he come? Like 95, 96? Similar time to Venus, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he went out, became a coach. and he re- I'm going to say he played less games than Mark Venus. Lower than 144, you're correct. Yeah. 125 for Mogger. Excellent. Um, the next name I've got for you is Jamie Cl- James Clapham. Oh, he higher, was a machine. Higher. Higher than 125, correct. 187 Wow. for Jamie Clapham. This is where it gets very easy, and then it ends more trickily. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Holland. I'm turning around to Matt oh, Holland. Oh, million. Higher. Higher than 259. everybody. 259. <laughs> 259 yeah. appearances in the league for Matt Holland. In a row. According to my stats. Without book. Without bookings, yeah. Um, uh, the next card that I'm turning around for you is James Magilton. Oh, my God. Higher or lower than 259. Don't forget that um, Matt Holland left yeah. season, the end of the uh, last season of championship after relegation. That man will kill me if I get this wrong. Higher. It's lower. Oh. Matt Holland. All of those consecutive appearances um, helped him out there. 243 for Majorn, so not too far away. Um, I've got two bonus cards for Go you. Um, the next one's a Fabian Vilnius-shaped card. Oh, God, higher or lower than 243. Higher. Higher by not much, 255. Wow. And I'll end with Bam Bam, another scorer. Um, Is this going to be than... deceptively high as well? Because 255 was for, uh, for Vilnius. Higher or lower for Richard Naylor. On the basis that for a lot of the start of his career as a sub, I'll say lower. Lower is correct. 232 
League appearances for Richard. No, there you go. That is our quiz. Un- unbelievable get- scenes. And we can have different subjects, can't we? We can have league exactly appearances right. in a season. We can have goals in a goals, season. We can have during cards, the 80s or whatever. Um, number of clubs. Oh, can I we get Statman to just make some spreadsheets with lots of nice... Although, yeah, make sure he never plays this game because he's just going to... I think he needs to host it, doesn't he? he needs yeah. to be- that, was the, that was the caveat for coming up with the quiz was that it was a really easy for us to do. Yeah. That was just Wikipedia and uh, soccer base. So, um, yeah, there you go. At Blue Monday, let us know. At Blue Monday ITFC, let us know what you think of that quiz. Um, I thought I thought I did all right. Did as well, but easy topic matter though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and obviously twentieth anniversary. Are you ready for some questions, Richard? Yeah, let's do it. Um, our mutual friend Gab, um, from Football Lab, get the feeling ITFC fans would like to be seeing more convincing performances before getting too optimistic about promotion chances. Taking results out of the equation. What are you looking for for the next three games? Oh, do you say taking results out of the equation? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the trouble is for the next week, I think it is all about the results. I would take really crappy performances as long as we won two out of the three games and maybe drew the other one. Um, And the truth is, Rich, in two weeks, we're not going to be keeping the ball 40% better than we were um, Two weeks ago, are we? It's not. Yeah, I don't think you can change do a huge overnight, amount. is it? Not in a three-day weeks, a uh, three-game week. So, um, uh, I know where Gab's coming at with this question. I think probably we just need to write this week off um, and just concentrate on the results. And after that, I think more of a settled squad would be uh, in terms of the, f- the formation that we're likely to play for the rest of the season. I think we're all, well, you and I certainly are not convinced that the four-four-two is there forever. Maybe it will be, um, but these left-sided positions, we've got Garbert coming back, we mentioned him. Is Judge going to stay there? Guion Edwards there? Georgie? There's just a little bit too much breadth of squad there for me to... I don't know. I'm really confused, Ben. I don't know about you. I'm really confused because there's so many players. Our squad is so big, but it's really good. So you could take out and rotate constantly for the 44 games and it not matter but on the face of it, as football supporters, we know that consistency is good. Consistency is selection even better. And that's how you build momentum. But maybe we just need to forget everything we know. Just win. This season. <laughs> just win. Yeah, exactly just right. Win. Um, just looking at the points, I know Gab said take the results out of it. We're still in a wonderful position whereby, even if we scored four points in this next week, um, win one, draw one, lose one, we'll still be at two points per game at, after nine games. So... And you made a point about players getting injured. Players will get injured and we will lose games. So, um, and you know my view on this, at any point during a season, especially after last season, if you have two points per game, you're doing fine by me. But the problem is now when you're winning, people see a three-game week and they want seven, seven points or nine points when really, really six is still very good. You know, yeah. you can lose a game in this week and... You're still going to be on 20 points off nine games, which is, frankly, if you told anybody, you know, coming up to 10 games that you'll definitely have 20 points, surely we would have been like, of all the scenarios, this is pretty good, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The numbers tell the story. Um, And September is still really early. We talked about it already, the lack of patience. I think maybe the time to start expecting us to dominate teams is October, November. Let's build the momentum now by winning games and then evolve. So, yeah, that would be my point. 
Um, Nick Clifton says, an update for your news section. Sorry, we're in the question section now, aren't we? Sandpaper and paintbrushes have been seen in use on Portman Road today. Now, I know um, our friend Cobalt Massive often has an update when he drives his motorcycle past the hideous um, the hideous looking um, door on the back of the Cobalt oh, stand. Oh, the Cobalt stands. Um, yeah. But this is important, isn't it? That um, the, the whole club is starting to feel like it's in a better state right yeah and it's standards as well if you are happy to drive into you know a salesman doesn't go in on a bicycle he gets a better car perceptions it's about standards ben isn't it though if we're happy to play our games in a downtrodden crappy old stadium when all it takes is a bit of sandpaper and paint to make it look half decent then what does that say about us as a club so yeah i'm fully i'm always on board for tighten up stuff as long as it's not the detriment of something else i love i love ramsey's kitchen nightmares and he would um just go up to chefs and go standards and just yell it in their face as soon as you why is there standard. chicken in the cupboard <laughs> that's just dis- that is disgusting what is that um... i've eaten that that's disgusting <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah, there are more Fs in there as well. Yeah, we we, we want we want our um, ad revenue or fake us though, don't we? So, um, Jason says, question for tomorrow: Which position in the current? It must be a trick question. In the current Ipswich team, would Paul Lambert play himself? Well, he'd play holding midfielder and um, be sold within about three months because he'd be yeah, yeah, way yeah. too good, wouldn't he? He'd be yeah, exactly right. Him and him and Downs and Scoots, that would be a. <laughs> he wouldn't um, get through that. This is professional journalist and our friend Andy Warren, who should mm-hmm. know better. Professional. Yeah. Will there okay. ever be a boy who can swim faster than a shark? Uh, I, well, we had a, uh, there was a bit of a Twitter continuance on that, and um, Stat made a, a suggestion, which I think I quickly dismissed. Um, who knows with modern science, Ben? We know I could live to be 200. You just don't know. So um, <laughs> well, uh, well, the jury's out, Andy. Thank you uh, for the uh, question, uh, though. Are we still in the championship? <laughs> I don't answer that. Do we Dave, still exist? <laughs> Dave Gort. Who was the front man of Depeche Mode called? Oh man. Is it don't Dave do that. Gort? Uh, it's something like that, isn't it? Um anyway, Dave, sorry. I don't know which band you're singing. Uh, someone I made a mistake the other week. Someone asked about Dio and I said, Wasn't he in Alex. Van Halen? And he was in Rainbow. That was it. And he was in the Tenacious D movie. I was I was happy with that stat. That's fine. Okay. That's my trivia. That's my level. <laughs> um my 75-year-old dad, who didn't renew his season ticket under Paul Jewell all those years ago, went to the Shrewsbury game. He said he hadn't enjoyed a match, the performance, and the atmosphere of Portman Road in many a year. Small steps, maybe, but this is the sort of thing we were wishing for, isn't it? Yeah, quite agree, Dave. I think there's there's a weird angle, because um, my old man doesn't go as much as he used to. We used to we sit together. He's actually going on Saturday, um, and he just got a bit... Um, tired about all of the kind of particularly marcus evans ownership i remember my uncle when i was growing up um my great uncle sorry who i think installed the flag pulley system on top of the cobbles down i'm going to put that out there and someone will tell me that i'm quite incorrect about that my my great uncle tony and he fell out of love with football as well so i think maybe there's a thing about it. it's not like it used to be that most people have when they get into adulthood and most of us will say the best year of the premier league was the 90s but that was the era you grew up in so i don't yeah. think it's ever the same but for I, us i have a theory on that richard that everybody's favorite era of anything is when they're between the ages of like 15 and 18 or something isn't it yeah everybody music 
TV, everybody just goes back to when they're Best discovering era, stuff. 90s, Britpop, brilliant. So I think maybe there's a bit of that, but if, if he's coming back and enjoying watching it, that's great. And we've talked about Lambert's PR campaign, the guys from Blue Action, all of that contributes. The fact we're winning contributes. Um, the biggest thing for me, um, to the point about um, adults kind of falling out of love or um, being sentimental about the old days, is getting the kids in and the next generation, because that was the big issue a few years ago that even Clegg talked about, is how do you get people coming back? And Ian Milne talked about that as well. So if that's bringing younger supporters in, this kind of new renaissance, then um, and that's that's all good as well. And you're totally right. There are fans who aren't like us, who question every metric of every game, just want to win. That's all, yeah. they, all they care about. If they go and Ipswich win, they're happy. If they go and Ipswich don't win, they're not happy. And it's that simple for you know, for the equation for um, a number of the fan base. Um, you've got two words to answer this. Glory Day's artwork. Who's your favourite Ipswich Town player of all time? Should we both say it after three? Yeah, go Say on. yours and I'll say mine. One, two, three. Marcus, Marcus Stewart. Stewart. Is yours Marcus Stewart as well? Yeah. There you go. My answer was going to be caveated because I would do it by 90s and then noughties. Who's your 90s one then? Kiwambia. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I was that he was the hero when I was started going, so he would have been key on me. But Stuart for the '90s slash noughties, and I don't think there's anyone else there. Matty Holland's Kieran Dyer, the season when we lost to Bolton in the playoffs, what '98, '99, was you could see he was too good for the club and the league, and yeah. you know was ridiculous, but. Um, sometimes your favourite player is not the best player, is it? Like I would love Mick Stockwell, and he was never the oh. best player in any of the teams. They're like Neil Thompson, do you know what I mean? Yeah, tried um, hard, always gave hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, knew exactly what you were getting, and you, you know. So sometimes, um, Mullet, is this week? Is this the week which sets out title aspirations? Nine points from this week and a secure hold on top spot means ITFC must be the team to catch. Do you think is there a chance that that will happen? I mean, we could be doing the pod next week and we battered through this week and got nine points like um, like good teams do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's right. I th- I'd, um, it's going to be tough. Um, but we know we keep saying it. We've got this big squad. Um, it should be better than anyone else's on paper. Um, so now's the time to see it. And if, if performances don't matter, it's all about results. If we can get nine points, I mean, bloody hell, that's a marker. That is... The rest of the league Set then, Richard regardless. Was seven, seven on the last three game week, wasn't it? So, and, and suddenly people don't want to play us. I think that's yeah. that, and it's again momentum, isn't it? Winning games, momentum. I think that will be enough in this league. Um, Craig was very pleased. I called him the Steve Witten guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he was going to add that to his Twitter. Um, as He's per... also been asking for a question for ages, by the way. So... Oh, I'm about to read it. Should yeah, I just skip so on Steve Witten related question. Got isn't so it? Yeah. close. This is Craig on Twitter. Um, as per 91-92 promotion, um, who will be our Steve Witten this season? I.e., who will be the one talismatic, talismanic player forever associated with the success of the team? Well, there's only one talisman at the moment, isn't there? Or Downs? No, Norwood. Norwood, oh, no, yeah, of, of Not necessarily the best player, but yeah, in terms sorry, of but like I think the, the talisman type thing. The inference of the question, I think, is because when you think of the 91-92 season and, and after that, probably Craig would say Steve Whitney was the best player in that squad, but it's not a name that most supporters of that era would, would call out. They, it might be in the top five or whatever. So to me, the question is, who is 
uh, amongst the squad who has the chance to contribute when it matters most, get an assist against Liverpool or score a penalty against Newcastle or something like that. Um, and, uh, and Danny Rome maybe is that player, I think. Um, maybe the unsung hero, you know, there's be Davis is like Craig is to Steve Witten what Dave is to Danny Rowe, if that makes any sense. I, I, so hate, I, to, hope, I hate to compliment Dave in any way, but he's normally got a pretty good eye for a, stuff, for a doesn't player. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope he's right about Rowe. Um, Benjamin, how do you pronounce his name? Aereo. Aereo, good. Um, with Toto and Ciala making a recover from his injury, where does he fit into the team? Could we see Paul switching to a potential back three? Can I take that one, Rich? Mm. I think Lambert's got a nice get out with this because he's got people ahead of him. And I think Toto just comes in on the bench, certainly for at least five games. And it stays, I still think it stays a back four until, um, until we have a bad run, really, yeah. isn't it? Um, so we'll see. I think what you might see as well, if he's really set and obviously he's tried, you know, we've seen Kenlock playing left centre back. We've seen... Edwards play at wing back, haven't we? Um, if he's set on doing this, um, I think you might see a naughty little tweak at 70 minutes in the odd game, mightn't you? Or, yeah. and none of us bloody spotted it at the time when Skews moved back against Sheffield United, or you might even see, oh, go on, do the last, Skews, go and play, you know, go and play between the two centre-halves for the last whatever minutes. And and that's if if we're reading this situation right. And he is, and he is gonna, and he is gonna try. Um, Jack has asked about the Cowleys, um, but he's he's phrased it in a bit more of a fatalistic way. Um, are they going to go the same way as Hurst and Jones? I asked the question on Twitter and didn't really get. A, I didn't really get. Um, I've got a few suggestions and stuff like that. Was uh, the question was what do the Cowleys have that Nathan Jones doesn't appear to have at the moment with Stoke and Paul Hurst didn't have with us. Um, and one, I think the most... Um, Tenure and loyalty? Well, I, I think the most insightful one that I got was each other. The, the Cali brothers have each other, mm. which is quite a strong bond. Um, I think Doig maybe and Hurst was a bit of a difficult partnership there. And I don't know what Nathan Jones's number two situation is there. But on the face of it, it's it's difficult to see the formula apart from a great team spirit and they just go hell for leather, don't they? And are not afraid to knock it long if they want to, to win matches. We've seen that to our cost. Um, so who knows? It's, I just, it doesn't feel like an obvious fit, but maybe it'll work out. I was going to say th- parachute money, but Nathan Jones is currently in well, year two yeah. of parachute money. isn't Yeah. He? So, and yeah, and inherited a Premier League squad. And I mean, that Huddersfield squad is, is really strange. It's, some good you know, players, some good players there in there. Good players, but Pritchard's it's, it's a, good, Grant's good. Yeah. They got a couple of um and Benza and Diacabi are like really quick, seriously quick. Like if you if you wanted to build a you know a team around counter attacking and, and pace, so uh, we shall see. Um, Tom says um not less of a question, but I'll happily take five points from the from the three game week. Um, we've said as much the same thing now. It's getting to the end of these weeks and then um. Who is it after Gillingham? It's another home game, isn't it? And I can't oh, I quite remember. This. But that's where you target that one and you say, right, boom. Tranmere. Yeah, three-pointer in the home game. Tranmere and Norwood to Norwood score hat-trick. the first last and middle goal of a hat-trick, as you <laughs> just pointed out. Uh, Tim asks, um, Rich, if you had two new fish, what would you call them? Um, in the knowledge that my two up there are called Marcus and Stuart. Oh. Um, Stephen Witten. 
Marshall and Matthew. I don't know. Well, Marshall and Matthew is strong, isn't it? I quite like pets to be called oldie English names that you don't see that often anymore, like Clive or Keith or mm. Ian or that's, no. Ian's Our quite... um, hamster is called Reginald. Yeah, there you go. That kind of yeah, that's that kind of vibe. But if you, if we want a football connotation, um, Marshall and Matthew or Maurizio and Tarico or lovely stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, Ian asks toughest game of the season so far. So I'll make you rank these three then. Sunderland home, Peterborough away, and Donny at home. You think Donny's going to be tougher than those two? I think it will be tougher than Sunderland. Um, Peterborough is tough, but we didn't play particularly well. I think it'll be it'll be an interesting game that one. Um, I don't know what to expect from us. Whether we'll just go for it and play the same kind of counter-attacking way or not. Um, I suspect we will, but um, it could be tough. That I don't think you yeah underestimate Donny at your peril. I think it might be a close one that. Carl asks, with Town playing 5-3-2 in both leasing trophy and under-23s, could we assume this is how, not talking about a tactical thing here, but how Paul Lambert plans to fit in um, the players? We've spoken about the actual idea that you've got three fairly good centre-backs and a load of good central central midfielders. Um, when fully fit, um, are we ever going to have the entire yeah. squad fully? I was thinking about the 3-5-2 as well, in that you... In, for a tricky game, you can play a low block without a number 10, can't you? And, you know, if you just add Nolan to the central midfield and play play a tight three. Um, can, can I have a bit of a vent, though, Rich? One thing that's been annoying me, and this came up on the last show, is I think people are getting a bit confused that if you play 3-5-2, that you have to play a totally different way than you're playing already. And I get that the... Um, I, I get that in some ways, yeah, that you know you, you're looking at it differently um, as a player on the pitch. But I, th- I, I don't know we're not playing Neil Warnock football, but I've seen Neil Warnock switch between three and four and whatever play exactly the same, exactly the same way. You yeah. Know? So I, I don't buy this idea that all of a sudden you need a back three of Alan Hansen, um, Adam Webster, Rio Ferdinand, and you know whoever, that you can still play a back three and counter-attack and, you know, get men forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, we've got the quality in the... It appears with Kane Vincent Young as well. I think that was the big issue for us when we tried to play it last season is the full-backs just weren't good enough um, and probably got a little bit of a nosebleed when they got off the pitch and didn't bomb on. I think the, the goal, the third goal against um, Shrewsbury just... I quite like the overlap between Vincent Young and Edwards, very good, very and that's what you miss with that. But I, I quite agree that we could evolve. And if we've got a player like Scoose who could just drop in and you mix it around, um, then it could be fluid and could work. And it might work in our favour if we're holding on to a lead. And need I was just, just going to compare us to Leeds, and then I thought, don't do that. Because no. Calvin Phillips does exactly that when they play against yeah, two yeah, strikers. Yeah. He's literally goes, but yeah. They have BLC. Has he got a release clause in his new five-year contract, by the way, do you think? Yeah, apparently, um, they've signed about another another three today anyway. Leeds are going oh, yeah. up. There we go. Um, Just a quick one. Yeah, I was mentioned, I think it was a point you made on the quad pod that I've come to call <laughs> it. Which is quite good. It's impressive, that. Um, is It seems on the, on the face of it to be the formation that best gets our quality players into the team. 
I think the two up front appears to be working for us with Jackson and Norwood, so you wouldn't change it. We've got an abundance of midfielders. Um, we've and got then Judge decent... can play 10 without having to cover his fullback as well. Exactly right. And you've got three centre-backs who you'd want to start as well. So it does it does fit that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Dylan says, can Dazelle work his way back into the first-team picture? That is a very good question. Yeah, um, so yeah, although, can I correct you, Dylan? Has he ever been in the first-team picture? Well, exactly right. Well, I suppose he weird. was at the end of last season. I'm being facetious, Dylan. It's a very good question. But he's off with England uh, this week. Um, and, and you just think... Uh, do we undervalue him maybe I think the fact he's not been able to establish himself properly in the first team admittedly injuries have played a part um, suggests that maybe the problem is his but maybe the problem's us maybe the problem is we just can't find a way to get him into the team and um, but Rich it, if I was managing that team and we'd settle on 4-4-2 counter-attack I'm not starting to sell yeah exactly right <laughs> do you know and what it, I mean I, yeah, I, want, yeah. I want these really quick um, Edwards um, and uh, Rowe playing out wide and I want two real robust central midfielders you know yep. to break up and recycle that's that's yeah you know if Downs can run with a ball up the pitch fantastic so I, I think this formation and this style doesn't suit him and we, I don't know whether this was maybe we had this conversation as well that um, maybe we had it about Downs that sometimes you you know a player just gets sold and it's a good fit because there's a continuity there behind him and, and you don't miss him. But I just feel like it's, it'll be a shame if we didn't get him in the team. It's like when Majorton said, if we don't make a player out of Pim Balkenstein, it will be a, <laughs> be a shame on us. It's Lovely. kind of like that, but obviously Dezel is a lot more talented. FPL Tractor says, Will Downs outgrows by January? If he does, I'm glad we've got such good ready-made replacements in Hughes, Nolan, Bishop and Dezel. Are we a bit carried away about... Um, downs i know he's playing well and um he's certainly worth a million and a half quid to a championship team which evans would probably accept wouldn't he which is yeah sad but um surely surely they should not sell him i think if you're a championship club unless it's a really panicky buy for january i think mm. you know he's he's played a few games in in the championship don't get me wrong um, and a solid half a season at league one let's hope he maintains his form but it, on the face of it it doesn't seem like the kind of signing that a championship team would make unless they're prospecting and trying to pluck a well or a player who might or a parachute value. team um yeah you, know, you can afford so to do that Warnock or Cowley or a, you know whoever. so you just do it for that reason rather than to plug a gap maybe I think mm. I'd like him to stay for the whole season I hope he continues the form I think he's been excellent um and maybe him not being nominated for player of the month is actually quite useful let's just keep him on the down low um but I think January yeah it's a bit of a strange one on the face of it but maybe someone has to say well take a punt Harry says, still optimistic for 100 points and 100 goals. <laughs> well, we've said it's only 44 games now, so we've got a ready-made excuse now, haven't we? Yeah, we I was it. always a little bit glass half empty on that one anyway, but I like the ambition. I like I like us having a target, at least. Mm. Maybe not 100 points, 100 goals, but um, and this was a point that I think I made in one of the preview or um, season preview shows that we did, was I don't know what our ambition is. And we had Lambert telling the players it's promotion, Lambert telling the fans, oh, we've got a crap squad or we've got, we haven't got enough quality. We don't put too much expectation, expectations on us. I think it would be good for all of us to know that what we're, we're about and maybe the next three games will tell us. Well, if we've got two points per game after 10 games, they've set the, they've set the bar for everyone to expect. Yeah. Um, ben Higgins, 
Do you agree Nciala is the best player in the squad, like the supposed FIFA ratings do? <laughs> um, now, I don't play FIFA, but um, Nciala has 69. I assume Cristiano Ronaldo has 99, does he? Or 96 yeah. or something? Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't know why they've but he's got probably, him. NCR has probably got a, three or four key stats that have just driven up everything else. He's probably quite... Well, heading, um, strength. Aggression. Or, you yeah. Know, headless okay. chicken runs up the pitch. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably got high scores for those that might be skewed at. Um, I don't agree that he's the best player in the squad. But he, he's... Uh, where's that, where's you know, Alan Judge? I can't say. Oh, Judge 66. Yeah. So Judge is rated the same as Thomas Holy and Will Norris. Will Norris is also 66. Is he? Yeah. Weird. Well, there you go. I would, my suggestion so would be Josh Emmanuel. Don't, don't so read we... <laughs> a huge amount into FIFA stats might be the uh, suggestion, yeah. Ben. But um, uh, yeah, I would and say, we, yeah. And we don't, of course, um, knock any of the wonderful work that Joe does with the football manager stats as well. No, though. but I'm interested to see the stats for that. Obviously. In, uh, um, in December or whenever it is, November. ITFC Mark, we get automatic promotion. Lovable how he is. Would you say Holy is championship ready? Would Bart rejoin? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he will, will he? Do you think Millwall will want to keep him? Yeah, I, I, it kind of feels like it's done now, doesn't it? Um, he's in the first team at Millwall, isn't he? And um, I think Millwall got quite a good upside this season. I think they've signed quite well and um, they were a bit um, in between teams last year. What do you think? It's a tricky one, isn't it? I think it'd be a shame on Holly if we got promoted, if we got promoted and he played fine and then we just go, right, now you're back on the bench. Um, and and to be honest, um, if you're a good shot stopper, uh, a passable goalkeeper in the championship, I don't think, I think that's probably acceptable. And maybe he can grow. He's, he's, he's not too old, is he, Holly? I'm trying no. to think. Is he 26 something? Maybe and goalies he... play for bloody... You know, exactly until right. they're like late thirties, don't they? I think it's more about Bart not coming back than um, us wanting to swap them around. I think that it's more like that Bart will stay in Millwall. Also, 
if you <laughs> you sign a contract with a relegation clause, yeah, and you go out on loan and your club gets promoted, I assume you still get your wages kicked back Did up, you even though you didn't play in the promotion. I don't, I don't know how that would be. Did you get a promotion bonus as well. Worded, yeah. probably. You know, I think it's, it's, I, I think it's again, it's more about bar, isn't it? Um, and the interviews he's given is again suggesting he needed a change of scenery and a different setting. And I think maybe he would, as much as he would probably come back and be professional, I think he probably just views that last season that he had as like that really just tainted my spell with Ipswich. Maybe it's time to move on. Lovely. Um, sorry, I'm just waving at my missus. Um, Millie Valley Blue, which nearly says Millie Benilli. Um, Seems to be a pattern of excellent first half performances followed by media, mediocre second half. Do you agree? If so, why do you think this is happening? Yeah, I think I, apart from the Wimbledon game, which was a poor Opposite. first half. Um, can I answer that, Rich, with, with your answer you gave last week? Why do you think this is happening? It's because at the moment our system is based on intensity, starting fast and getting men forward to support two strikers without necessarily keeping the ball. And as these stats would intimate, counter-attacking as well. And as you get deeper into the games, um, noticeably the intensity has to drop because they're not robots and superhuman. And um, uh, some people would say a mitigating factor is you, if you're defending the lead, you would naturally have less of a yeah. ball. But this I was going to go there. This is what we've been banging on the whole time. Hey, wouldn't this be a perfect solution, though? Um, keep playing the same way in the first half, score a couple of goals, and then bring Nolan on or whatever in the second half to keep the ball. And, you know, Bob, Bob's your uncle. Um, am I barking up the right tree there, Rich? Yeah, I think so. I think there's some... With, there is definitely a factor that we scored early in most of the games we played. And I think there's probably still an atmosphere of we need to hold on to this. Um, and I don't want to let this lead slip, which definitely was mixed philosophy. You know, every point's a prisoner or whatever. You've got a one-nil lead, sit on it rather than going get the second. So that still pervades some of the playing staff. And last season, when we were struggling and we couldn't hold on to leads, again, you're kind of going to damage limitation mode, don't you? So I'm not surprised. I think there's all of the factors you talked about, and I think a little bit of psychology in there as well. Um, Isaac says, and I think we can both answer this with one word. Um, with a fully fit squad, could any of his players get into the Norwich team? No. Arthur Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he didn't I was say trying to find an answer, but I, yeah. I, I can't agree. No, I, yeah, I, 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 sorry, I have to agree. I'm afraid. They're in the yeah. Premier League. Um, um, start with it. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Pickford. Vincent Young looks a hell of a player. Could we be fighting off interest in January? Um, can I add to Arthur's question and say, um, Vincent Young looks very good, but can we all calm calm down? Um, he was, you know, he did some great things and, and won the penalty, but um, I'm, I'm a bit worried that, look, if he is as good as everyone everyone's saying, then, you know, brilliant, and I love it, and yeah, he's off, um, but... It's only been a couple of games and give the guy a chance to settle and don't set him impossible standards. But um, no, he's going to be here past January, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, you've done it perfectly, Ben. I've got nothing to add. I think we, I think there's a weird atmosphere, isn't it? Of, we had a few questions like, when, when are our best players going to be sold? I think, you know, if you're in a promotion chasing team and happy where you are, um, even if, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's Evans, isn't it? That's the key factor there. But, Let's just um, let's just enjoy it, and yeah, let's not put too much pressure on them. You see, before as well, players have you know good starts at clubs and then peter out, and you know I I, I hope it's a step up for him as well. Don't forget. Yeah, and I you know especially 
if we're not going to keep the ball um, and recycle it around centre midfield and play through the thirds, then a fullback who can carry the ball is going to be really bloody useful. That's a novelty in our team, isn't it? Let's not think, uh, maybe it's a relative thing how, how crap our fullbacks have been in the last few years, how that right back spot. Oh, go on, call out Mick. None of the entire back six could keep the ball. Yeah. Goldrick could just about control it, couldn't he? Everyone else would just get it to Murphy, wasn't that? I'm being a bit, I'm being a bit facetious, but we all know that the job of the fullbacks was to play the, play the channels, and Mings could get forward. The centre backs play it safe. Centre midfielders defend. Wide midfielders cover your fullback, get forward when you can. Strike will do there, and that guy Murphy and that guy McGoldrick are good. Get them, get them the ball. You know, it's just, it's been years. So um, I'm being a bit facetious, but you know. The broad point I'm making. Michael Smith. Players con- not that one. Um, players' contracts have become a talking point again. Is it, however, wise to wait until we have some idea about the league we may be playing in next season before committing to lengthy renewal? I think with some players, Rich, but you know when we talked about the nucleus of young players, I don't care what league we're in. I want us to commit to, you know, like Wolfenden... Vincent Young now, Kenlock if we're going with him, I know there still is ultimately going to be good enough. Downs, um, I I say I say time down and maybe Judge and Will Keane and those players. Uh, what, what what do you think? Do 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 you wait? It's only really Nudson's contract we've messed up in the last couple. Yeah, of years, we figured that one out, haven't we? Um, the two names that I saw mentioned throughout contract where there's a different dimension there, is Dezel and Scoos. So let's be honest, Scooses have been a great pro for us, but they won't, they won't be teams queuing around the block oh, but, but to keep, get a... Keep him and get him into the get him into the coaching. Do you know what I mean? So maybe, keep, maybe you do that. Yeah, give, a, but in terms of people plucking Scoos out of our squads, you know, if, if Scoos was to go, it wouldn't be a disaster because he's into his 30s now. He's a great pro. And he's having a really good season. Is this not important that there's a really good tactical mind there, obviously, that needs to... uh, I'm I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying from the playing perspective, but surely with someone like Skews, it's keep them around, for goodness sake. You know, get get them on the staff as soon as you can. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. In terms of a player and a value, a player... You know, let's not be around the bush this is this is a business with assets that have value scoose doesn't have a huge amount of a market value and therefore demand for him as a player is not going to be too high dizel on the other hand could have a value between one to five million mm. and he could leave for nothing potentially um maybe a little tribunal fee perhaps um in may next year and that's the issue i think again we dizel is a really tricky situation because he'll say I should be playing. I'm playing for England. I mean, bloody hell, guys. What do you want? Why would I sign a deal with you? Um, and that's my issue. So I think there's some management there, certainly, of our assets to maintain value. And for older players, there's definitely think about the future and whether they can get them into coaching roles. But it's less of an issue, I think. That's really well really well put because value isn't always financial, is it? And I just, I just had this thought in my head of... Dazel going off to QPR or something and working with Mark Warburton and them selling him for 10 million, like in that is two seasons' time or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Um, Andy Grimes, what do you think is Lambert's biggest achievement as town manager so far? Um, I think it's um, starting this season with wins. I think, don't underestimate how terrible we were 
as a squad, as a club, um, last season. I think um, quite a few people have said it, how we, as fans, we were quite patient and we didn't rip the players a new one, despite that being a terrible season. But we, I, th- I did a blog for um, for a Wiccan fanzine during the pre-season and said we had the stench, the odour of defeat about us. And the fact that we haven't started the season and lost matches ignoring the Carabao Cup, which doesn't really matter. We don't care about it. I think that's a big achievement. We talk about the PR and stuff and getting people back on side in the community and holding Evans to account. I think that's a real achievement as well because no other manager apparently under the Evans era has done that. But just starting with wins, he clearly knows the division, knows what it takes to win. I think that's an achievement given where we were um, after Hurst and, and couldn't turn it around in the championship last season. Daniel Shelker asks, um, when Keane is fit, if he plays, do we change the formation? Can I um, caveat that by saying he may not be fit for a while and the formation may have changed for different reasons before then? But I don't think Keane himself, I think he could be a like for like. He could take some of the strain off Norwood and play with, with Jackson. And as we mentioned as well in his debut against um, Rotherham, he played number 10 as well, didn't he? He's, a, he's not just a big strapping guy he can play, but... Um, I don't think we build the team around him. I don't think we make tactical choices to accommodate him. I think it's either, as you say, he's a 20-minute substitute appearance for one of Norwood or Jackson, or he's a, it's a bit of a rotated team for a midweek game, maybe a leasing cup trophy and he plays out wide or in the 10 position. Um, if he's not I, too I, expensive, Rich, it's a great sub, oh. isn't it? Because you've got a guy who's tall if you're booting long balls into the box and you've got a guy who can you know, come short quite effectively and you know just a good player i'm just describing a good player aren't i I guess yeah and but there as we said there's too many there's a lot of ifs around keen isn't there and i think that's that's the biggest obstacle we have is is not how do you accommodate him when it's fit it's how do you get him fit in the first place Hmm, i should say hello to danny's mate mine oh hi dan dan i'll see you on saturday dan he's not heard me dan dan he's it yeah um cool that's good, Rich. Enjoyed that. Um, I think we're all there. Um, are you on at the weekend? Yeah, I think I'm hosting. Yeah. Um, I think so I'm the Rich, host with the most. Rich is the host with the most. Um, then I am going to be back with Joe after MK. That's right, isn't it? And then I think it's you again after yeah. Gillingham. Do you want to be on the Chill. podcast? Is this no? um, Baker yeah. Extraordinaire? Yeah, she's hiding out the door. Shady Vakes with her. Yeah, yeah. Follow her on on Twitter and her excellent her excellent baking. Um, where can we find you on Twitter though, Rich? At Ipswich, as always. And um, yeah, well, um, it's me, Stat, and Dave on the uh, on Sunday. So um, the this week in ITFC history, guys. So we'll, it'll be last about two hours. <laughs> and then we got kinds of references in there for the uh, ITFC clan and uh, for Jules, our mate Jules. He's on the uh, Naked Foot Show tonight with Dave. Right now, yeah, we're this is um counter programming, you know, the highest order, isn't it? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom, but don't bother doing that. Go and follow at Blue Monday ITFC, the um fifth year of our lovely podcast. Two shows at least every week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, Richard, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye, everybody.
is the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.